It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. I have my man Jeff Cohen in the building. What's up, Jeff? Now, Jeff, huh? I'm about to say, I'm about to say, Jeff, if you like, the thing is, Jeff, we all know he's with the Harder Sports on uh, 610 ESPN Radio. I'm just telling y'all, if you like, I keep saying this over and over again. I mean, they. They have all these ESPN personalities coming on there. You know, they don't want me on there anymore, but they have all these ESPN. Yeah, well, I need to be on like every week. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I know. Otherwise, we'd have you on, but you said you were on a staycation. Yeah, I'm on a state. This is the last day of the staycation. But, you know, Jeff has been, you know, he's doing big things. I'm telling y'all. I want to get it out the way early. 610 ESPN Radio. Uh, Jeff Cohen and my man Jason Springer, the heart of sports. You have to check it out. And I'm delighted that, you know, I have him back on here for my first uh, podcast, you know, since the staycation. And we're going to talk about, I guess, the resumption of the season. You know, we all know the restart, whatever they want to call it. I mean, it's so many different names going on. But the Sixers, uh, they, they start individual practices on Wednesday, Jeff. And then on July 9th, they're going to travel down to Orlando. They're going to have a training camp from July 9th to July 29th. And then the Sixers are going to open up against the Orlando... No, take that back. I messed it up. The Indiana Pacers. Pacers. The Pacers on August the 1st. Who they're fighting with for position. And my question to you is, I mean, what do you make of their schedule? I don't know. They keep saying that this schedule is one of the easier schedules. And I don't understand how that is. So if you go through, you want me to go through quickly just the teams that they're playing? Please do. So they're, they're playing, the first game back is August 1st, and they're playing the Pacers. Okay, that's not an easy game. Next game, they're playing the Spurs. Okay. That might be a little bit on the easy side. The Wizards, on the easy side. I don't think the Magic is, is a piece of cake. And then they got the Trailblazers that are on the outside looking in, but they're hoping to make a playoff push. The Suns stink. But then they got they finish with the Raptors and the Rockets. So, to me, they have some difficult games. Now, they don't have too much that they need to do, right? All, all they need to do is lock in four or five because nobody cares whether or not you're four or five. There is no home court advantage. They're all playing in the same place. So four, five, three, six, what's the difference? You're not, they're not going to start the game with any more points than the other team. So at this point, playoff seeding doesn't really matter that much except for who you get as a matchup. True. It, it doesn't matter unless you get a matchup. Now, again, you look at this schedule and we look at it. And they have, what, eight games in, in 14 days. 
I mean, I do not expect Joel Embiid to play all these games. I mean, I do not expect all the Sixers players. I mean, maybe if you're a reserve, you know, a, a sixth or seventh or maybe seventh and eighth man to play it. But that Houston game, I don't believe that we'll see Joel Embiid playing that one. And then when you look at it, you see Phoenix and Toronto. Well, maybe he may miss the, uh, let's just say, he may miss the, the Phoenix game and play against Toronto, right? Because See, they're, they're back-to-backs, huh? But now, that, now, depending on what the standings are, you know the Raptors are pretty much locked in as the second seed. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Sixers and you got to get a win in those last few games, wouldn't you rather that Joel Embiid play in the Suns game? Ensure a victory, because what you could do is you could have Embiid play on the 11th, and then you could give him off the next two games if you want to and then go to the playoffs I mean playing the Raptors I don't know if it's going to matter at the the last game are the Rockets going to be playing James Harden and without Harden can they go anywhere here's the thing if you can't beat the Phoenix Suns right about now like you got to be real now let's let's talk about the Phoenix Suns real quick so we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns we're also going to talk about uh um, we'll talk about Phoenix Suns, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Washington Wizards, right? So these teams are here, but it does not benefit any of these three teams to make the playoffs. Now, if you're Phoenix and you may say, hey, it would be great to make the playoffs just because we've been struggling for so long and we can say we're going to be a playoff team. But in reality, you know, as much as everyone wants to talk about playoff experience, quote unquote, I mean, how much, like this isn't going to be like a real playoff. I mean, at all. Like you know, real playoff. You go, you go on the road and you're playing in front of a hostile crowd environment. This is like AAU basketball. Like no one's going to be in the stands. Like as we talked about beforehand, certain guys are going to be able to put nicknames and stuff on the back of their jerseys if they want to. Like this stuff isn't real playoff. But I mean, I mean, talking about the atmosphere. So if you're the Phoenix Suns. Do you say to yourself, like, hey, maybe we'd be better off if we just go out there and get a workout in, you know what I mean, so to speak. So I don't really see them being that competitive. I do not see the San Antonio Spurs being that competitive because think about this. The San Antonio Spurs were the last team to open up their practice facility, the last team, right? Then you got the Washington Wizards. Burt Times already said, hey, I love you, but I don't love you. Right. So, I mean, I'm just saying like now here's the thing about Joel. Right. So if Joel misses the Toronto game and let's just say he misses the Houston game, let's just say it. Right. So the playoffs does not start until the 17th. So if the playoffs don't start until the 17th, then right then and there, Joel Embiid will probably be off for six days. Six days. And and that's if it starts there. So to me, that's why I'm saying have them play this way, this game, take off that one, and then we're good. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's why I'm saying it. Have a play against the Blazers off on the 11th against the Suns, then have him play the next game because it's back to back. So we know he's yeah. definitely not going to play the Suns and the Raptors. And then he'll have off the Rockets, so he'll have off five days instead of seven days. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, so I got a question for you. Before, before all this happened, you got fined if your player just kind of took off, right? So is it going to be a situation where that still is in effect, or is it not in effect just because of everything that's been going on? I don't think they're selling tickets, so I, I think that – I don't think they're selling tickets, and I also they think – See here, but this is, but no, this is what you don't get. So, all right. So first of all, he has a pre-existing injury, right? So he has a pre. Talking about Joel, right? So now my thing is, we're talking. Well, let, let's just say the la- latest one was the shoulder. Um, the go-to you can say his hand. So my thing is, if we really want to be real, like these are the seeding games. The entrance is going to, I mean, initially people are going to be like, okay, we got to see this. And then people are going to be, well, we have to see certain matchups. Don't, for one, think that the Sixers are going to be the only teams resting certain guys. That's part of the reason why they got 17 guys on these rosters, right? So, secondly, the thing is, it's going to come down to, okay, we want to see him go hard in the playoffs, we want to see the Sixers at full staff on the, in the playoffs, not against like a, a game that they already clinched it. Now, maybe if 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 the NBA wanted to do something to entice people to play, then you probably say, "Hey, guess what? We're going to and and it's not going to happen." But guess what? We're we're like teams. The first three teams, you guys like the Milwaukee Bucks. You guys deserve it. You you guys are going to be that seed, right? Um, the other three, other ways, you guys got to play hard. Eight games, then we take your records. So whoever finishes, like, has the best record, you become number four, number five, dot, dot, dot. And then not get this. The thing is, if you're the, if the fifth seed in the East, then you got to play somebody in the West. That's the only way. But right now, if you got – Yeah, you're not doing that. But see, the problem is, the problem is, if you're the number four seed and you're locked in at number four, or no, you're the number four seed and all you can finish no worse than number five, that's the team you're going to play anyway. So why should you exert injury and possibly get, I mean, exert yourself and possibly get injured just so you can say, you know what, he satisfied people at home. People are going to be satisfied at home. If they play well and they go deep in the playoffs and you get to see Joel Embiid go up against them. Uh, uh, well, 
with regard to us as Sixers fans, we don't care about these eight games. My question is whether the NBA cares enough about these eight games or whether or not this is just scrimmage time and nobody cares about these games except for using these games as, yeah, we'll sell some Gatorade, we'll sell some other stuff. But basically all we're really doing is getting some scrimmage games or getting some warm-up preseason games for the pre-tournament uh, fiasco. Yeah, I, I think that, I, you know what, I think right now, if we want to be honest with ourselves, and if the NBA is going to be honest, right, right now the goal and the focus is on getting, making sure that they can get this TV money, making sure that they can um, make, you know, get the TV money so they can have, you know, and, and again, a lot of people saying this is greed. And I understand where they where they come from that, but let's keep it real. If they don't play this game, it's also going to affect the salary cap, which is going to affect certain guys getting the money that they think they should get. You know, it's going to affect free agency, the whole nine. So I think, be honest with you, that's the focus. It's not that. Hey, look, if if LeBron James catches the coronavirus, you know, they're still the Lakers are still going to play. You know, and and they're going to say like, you know, so. If Joel B misses a game, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, what the league is hoping is that we can get out of here in the best shape possible. That's it. That's all I get think they the, want to do. You're talking about getting out of the first eight games. Getting out of the first. No, no. Get, get, getting out of the whole, the whole thing. thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Because, see, the, the deal is, you know, they came out and said to certain players, like, hey, look. If y'all don't want to play, you don't have to play. You just won't get paid, you know. But you you won't get paid for this. But you don't, if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. So to me, I feel as if that what they want to do is they just want to make sure they get that nine hundred million and they secure that TV revenue. You know, they 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 they, they gotta get. I mean, because think about it: if Joel Embiid plays or if he doesn't play, people are gonna watch it. What else are you? I mean, they've been waiting four months to see this basketball. People are going to watch this thing, man. They are. You know? What? You don't think they're going to watch the train wreck that is the MLB baseball? Uh, nah. I, 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 I'm being sarcastic. Nah. I, I think that once the NBA starts, the NBA, the, the MLB might as well just shut down because nobody's going to watch it. Nah. Uh, you're right. The, the NBA playoffs. As, as crazy as this is going to be, is going to be the premier event on television, potentially worldwide. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah. Everybody who's a sports fan, I know that there's soccer in Europe and stuff, but for the most part, from a worldwide perspective, not not just the United States and Canada, you're going to have so many eyes on these games. What? I'm just jaded about is what these eight games really accomplish and why they just didn't have some scrimmages or just say, look, these games don't really matter that much except for a couple teams. They should have just had the teams that were on the cusp of the playoffs play each other. 
because now it's in balance. So if you have Memphis and, and New Orleans fighting for a spot, what sense does it make right now when not, they didn't play, now play the same schedules that they have a situation where they gave New Orleans a pretty easy schedule and Memphis may be a harder schedule? Why not just say to those teams that were, were in that 7 to 10 range that they invited to this thing, why not just have them play each other? So if there's four teams for two spots or whatever, have a round robin, let those guys play each other, and let them fight it out, and that's how you do it. Because there's really no other fair way to do it at this point. And, and you just get the impression, at least this was the impression I got from looking at the schedule, it, is that the NBA desperately wants the Pelicans in the playoffs, which I never thought I'd say. But it just seems like they're going to do everything in their power short of, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting there's anything funny business going on. It's just the schedule looks to me like it's like, let's give the Pelicans a chance to make the playoffs so we can all watch Zion. Yeah, I, I need to follow their schedule a little bit more. Uh, I got to follow it closer. I mean, I know that, you know, the thing about Zion, let's keep it real. So you have Washington. You have to put them in there because you don't want to make it seem like, oh, it's just the West Com- the Western Conference teams, right? right? But the difference between the East and the West is the West, you have the Spurs. So the Spurs are made for TV, like the whole pop situation. You know, it's like right. the team, you know, you know, before the you know, they were the dynasty before before Golden State, right? That so um so you have the Spurs. And then like you said, you have New Orleans. But it's the Zion Williams thing. Like in the regular season, you're gonna have him playing on market like uh playing in the prime time and everyone's going to watch the young pelicans right and then right. memphis you have well memphis deserves to be there because they're the apc but you do have john Morant. you know what i mean phoenix has some nice young stars too right so to me those are the teams that is really like this they're playing this and making it seem like they have a chance so everyone can watch them play you know and then also you got the lebron factor think about this the, Le- uh, the Lakers have eight games. All the teams have eight games. The Lakers' first seven games are on national TV, and then the last one isn't. And the reason why the last one isn't, because they're probably not going to play their players, the, right. the big players, you know, the primetime players. So, you know, it, it, this whole thing is a made-for-TV function. And if and then you think about it, the Sixers only have four games on national TV. You may ask yourself why. Maybe because no one ever knows who's going to play for the Sixers, right? So, are, so this is—is is this all televised on ESPN? Do, do any of the local networks have a chance to show the games that are not going to be on ESPN? Well, or is it that we just we just miss out. Well, I mean, apparently, I'm hearing that NBC Sports is working working something out, like they're trying to get the schedule okay. together. And then, you know, I saw that NBC Sports Boston. Even the Celtics games that come on TV, what NBC Sports Boston is going to do, they're still going to air them on uh, NBC Sports Boston. So okay. I think that, yeah, the teams, the local networks are going to, you know, still air some games, you know, some of them. You know, I, I hope so for the fans, you know. Hey, man, look, I, I don't, I, I like the ESPN announcers, but as, as a, a homer, I want to hear Zoom off and all every once in a while, too. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. 
Now, you know, so, you know, that that's what's going to happen with that. Um, so, so are they going to, do you know, are they going to be piping in noise? I don't know if they'll be piping in noise, but I'm hearing that the camera angles are going to be like ridiculous. It's going to like they're they're going to be uh, doing things that we've never seen before, and that's what I'm hearing. You know, well, I, it makes sense if you're going to try to look with everything that's going on with this. Doesn't it make sense to try? So you are in a a bubble for not just players and health reasons, but you're playing in one location. So you can have all of this technology that you don't need to move. If you're going to try stuff that's new, this is the time to do it. Those cameras aren't cheap. So if you're going to try all these different angles and stuff, here's the time to do it. Find different ways to be entertaining if you're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to do where they show you know the normal angles on ESPN and then show you can watch a separate broadcast on ESPN2 or the Ocho and just... And just watch the crazy angles and stuff like that. Yeah, I hope they don't do that, man. Because the reason yeah. I'm saying, because I know they did, uh, like, I used to watch, like, college football. Like, I remember, yeah. like, national championship. And one day, you know, when, like, at, oh, during hard. the national, like, they played, where were they? They were in Indiana during a national championship game, right? So, like, I, I remember I rushed back to, um, to the hotel room to see the like the ending of it, and it was like a blowout or whatever, right? Or was was the national championship or the semifinals? All I know is it was one of those games, and all I know is no, it was the national championship game. Yeah, it's right. So then two days later, I'm home, and I'm like, okay, this game is on. Let me check it out. And it was like from like crazy angles, and I'm like, come on, am I really watching this? Like, am I really watching it? And they had, like, two, like, other college coaches or some other teams on there, like, doing the moderating. And I'm yeah, like, you know, come you on, know, You know what? what? That's because we're old. Because, uh, you know, some of those angles, the ones you're talking about, were from above. And you and I don't like those angles from above or from right behind. We, we're, we're used to traditional angles if you want to talk about football. Basketball is kind of the same thing. Kids... For some reason, like those angles because those are the angles of the video games that they play. Yeah. Man. So for them, they have a completely different perspective on it. Like I would sit there and watch, and I go, "Oh, I hate this." But my but my seventeen year old at the time was like, "What are you talking about? This is awesome." Yeah. I mean, all I know is I want them to not turn it into a gimmick. Like I just make it. I understand we're in a pandemic. It is a gimmick. This whole thing's a gimmick. Why you say that? Because just because of the way they're doing it, the, yeah. the 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 way that they're setting this whole thing up makes no sense other than for let's see how much we can squeeze in as quickly as we can squeeze it in, and you know be damned coming up with rules that make sense like what you were talking about of reseeding and having them play not just teams from their own conference to make this fair makes total sense and this was the year to do it because you don't have to worry about the logistics of travel i mean one of the problems with tournaments or or i mean one of the problems with with playoffs is you have arenas and those arenas have other things other than basketball they have hockey they have disney on ice they have all sorts of things and so it's it's hard to move around this is you're all in one location so you can move people around, you can move teams around, you can see them differently. It just, there's something about it. I'll still watch it. I'll still love it. But 
what I would have liked to have seen was different ways and creative ways instead of just ways to fit a square peg in a round hole and just bang it in until it fits. Yeah. And it seems like that's what they did. They, they, I'll give them credit for coming up with the creativity to hopefully deal with the health element, but I think that they missed the mark on the creativity with dealing with the competitive element. I agree. I agree. Now, the one thing I don't like, which I it just doesn't understand. I don't. It, I, I I don't get it. Um, the fact that the first game against the Pacers is not on national TV is mind-boggling to me because, well, first of all, the Sixers are a team that was one of the favorites to watch on national TV this year. You know what I mean? Now, I know they underachieve, but either you people wanted to see them because they do have two all-stars, right? Um, they do have two all-stars. And then, like now, it's like it's it's also they're good for TV because either they excite you or they just go and they disappoint you. So it's like you never know what you're going to get, right? So you have that storyline. Um, but the second it's one got is playoff thing. It's got serious playoff implications, it, it, and that's what I'm saying. And, that, and that's the second part. Like this is serious. I mean, I know you have seven games afterwards. But come on, these two teams have the same record. The same record. And this is a team where, yes, you have Joel and B, but then you have the two seven-footers with the Pacers. You have Victor Oladipo going to be able to play. I mean, I just don't get it. I don't – and they hate well, each other. I, I don't – Let me let me ask you one question. Do we know that Ben Simmons is playing? Yeah, he's playing. Are we positive of that? Yeah. Or does ESPN know something we don't? Why? What did ESPN say? Uh, they, I'm not saying they said anything. I mean, you, we're all sitting here trying to figure out why the Sixers aren't on national television for what would seem oh, to be yeah. an important game. I mean, they, is it possible that Ben Simmons is going to be eased back into this and may not play this first game? I mean, even if he was eased back in, I think it's your duty to play him. I mean, play the game. Because when you think about it, right, on that day, there are five games that day, right? Okay. The Sixers are the only game that's not on national TV. What so the four games? Yeah, the first one is going to be at 1 o'clock. You have the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets on ESPN, right? All right, that's a pretty good game. The Utah Jazz against the Oklahoma City um, game on ESPN at 3.30, right? Who cares about that so, game? Uh, then you have the L.A. Clippers against the New Orleans Pelicans at 6 yeah. p.m. on ESPN. Well, that was definitely going to be on. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and so is the last one. Not this. And then the next game is the Sixers against the Indiana Pacers at 7. And then at 8.30, you have the Lakers versus the Toronto Raptors on ESPN. Yeah, well, that one was going to be on, too. But I don't understand why Sixers-Pacers isn't on instead of Utah-Oklahoma City. Be, uh, you know, I don't, I don't exactly, man. I, I don't get it. You know what? Maybe they want to see how. Uh, well, now, nah, wow, that's going to be their second game. I was going to think, but maybe they wanted to see how uh, Rudy and uh, and Donovan Mitchell interact. But look, the Utah Jazz, their first game. Wow, wow! On the thirtieth is great. Therefore, Utah Jazz first game is against the New Orleans Pelicans, right on the yeah. on the thirtieth. On TNT, so that's going to be on television, 
and then at 6.30, and then at 9 o'clock, you have the Lakers against the Clippers. So that's on TV. So, you know, the Utah Jazz are basically, um, at least the first their first two games are going to, they're going to have two games on national TV before the Sixers even play. Well, look, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's worth, worth the price of admission, but, I mean, if, you, if your choice is that game, Oklahoma City and Utah, versus... The Sixers, who are in a large market, and the Pacers that are nipping at their heels with the same record. Why in the world would you not put that on? There's, there's virtually nobody outside the, the small markets of Salt Lake City and Oklahoma City that cares about that game. I, you know, wow! And get this: then the Utah plays the Lakers in their third game. So, of course, that's going to be on national TV. Well, you already said the first seven Lakers games are going to be on TV. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so why why are they doing this to the Sixers unless the Sixers don't want to play early? I think do the teams have any say in what time they're playing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Nah, I, I doubt it. Like, cause you, you want to have like the Lakers. The Lakers are always going to be in prime time because they're a great team. You know what I mean? How many courts are they playing these games on? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm assuming too. Just because of the way the time is. Well, who knows? Because, let's see, so, yeah, because they're saying an hour, yeah, it's going to have to be that way because they have two games going on at the same time and then, like, two games going on, yeah, two games going on, like, within a half an hour of each other. So it has to be two courts. Wow. That's going to be crazy, man. This is, like, straight AAU. It's, it's good. It's going to be entertaining, and there's so much more to unpack about this because then you have which which of the guys we just talked about are actually going to make it through this. Like, who's going to be healthy enough, not just from physical ankle injury, shoulder, back, all that stuff, but whether hopefully these guys don't get, you know, the coronavirus. Yeah. Because yeah. if they get that, you know, I keep looking at the Sixers roster. I don't think they're that deep to begin with. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. What What is the plan with the bottom of this roster? Is Mariel Shyock going to be up with the team? Is Is Chris Kamaje now, who's, by the way, the G League Defensive Player of the Year? So you got to get a little excited about that. Nah, he won't be on the team. I mean, unless somebody... Uh... Unless someone, you know, gets hurt or something like that, they may try to bring them up. But what they're going to have is they're, they're not really going to have two-way players per se. They're going to have like 17 guys, right? And and then So those... who are the guys at the bottom of that roster? Who are the, who are the guys that if somebody gets hurt, somebody gets sick, who, and, and if, you, if you're going to tell me Ryan Brokoff, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that name right, but anybody whose nickname is the accountant, I'm not counting on. Yeah, but the accountant ca- make sure you cast the check. Is that it? I don't know. So here you go. You, you now have an investigative piece to do to find out why it is that his nickname is the accountant. Yeah, the bottom of that roster is is going to be Norvell Pell. Um, right. It's going to be Shayok. It's going to be, uh, you know, I think the accountant is going to get a little bit more burned than what we think. Maybe, possibly. Really? Well, in the, at least in the first eight games. <laughs> Here's what I see of, of the accountant, is that he played 17 games this year, averaged 
am I reading this right? 4.2 points per game. He shot 37.2% from two point and 39.2% from three. And he's only played 59 games in his entire NBA career, and he's and he's 29 years old. Yeah, but you you and know this is the guy you're signing for a playoff run. But you know why you you know like okay so a lot of people were a little disappointed that they didn't go after a veteran, right? You think right. that you can go after? Well, in order, it's weird because he has what I guess. Well, let's put it this way: the only place available that they had was they had a spot like a two-way spot well so let's just say jamal crawford for instance like we've been talking about him since the first game of the season so you you explain to me why jamal crawford's not on this because in order for jamal for them to sign jamal crawford which you know would have been great they would have have to waive someone from the 15-man roster now, they were able to go out and get this other guy because he has less than three years' experience. So you can get, for that 17 spot, you right. can get someone who has less than three. So his contract, even though it's not a two-way, is still like the equivalent of a two-way. Like he's, You know what I mean? Because two-way guys are guys who play less than three years. Now... All if right, they wanted, uh, uh, if no. they wanted to, if they wanted to make a splash and say yeah. waived one of their bigs or or someone else, you know, a, a, another guard, they they could have done that, but they didn't do it. So that's what you know, happened. You know who I would have waived? Who in a heartbeat? Who? Neto. Yeah. To get Jamal Crawford, a twenty-year veteran, yeah, uh, who provides instant offense, who provides them with some le- veteran leadership. I would rather have him coming off the bench. This was a guy who was six man of the year, not once, but a couple times, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is a guy who's borderline Hall of Famer as a six man. So why would you not want him? If you're telling me that you have to cut somebody to do it, uh, it's not worth having Neto on this team so he can have one good game and then six bad games. Yeah, but you know but what? I wouldn't be surprised. Play. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if we saw any more of the roster moves. You know, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. But, look, we, I want to talk about that tomorrow because I'm going to have you back on here tomorrow. And I want to – so I don't want to end abruptly. But I want to yeah. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, you can uh, get this uh, – download this podcast on Spotify or you can listen to it at Apple iTunes. And I want to talk to you tomorrow about the roster moving forward. And like I said, you guys got to follow my man on 610 ESPN Radio. It's a great show. It comes on Fridays at 4 o'clock. But I want to thank you all for listening. And peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.